great topics to talk about we are still without the italian yeah we we're still apparently we're missing him i didn't even notice last week um today's episode is going to be a little bit different today was boring the 49ers didn't play we did get to watch russell wilson get hit 16 times (laughs) so that was exciting eat it russ also got to watch the cardinals lose both those things would have been really great had the niners won on thursday yeah, you know what? The NFC West is staying crumpled up at the top. They're not really getting away from the 49ers. The 49ers would have won some games early on. Woo! They'd be right in the middle of it. The good thing is the Bears also lost. Tampa Bay lost. So what's going on is the 49ers are still in the middle of the playoff hunt, which that's where you want to be. It's not exactly where we want to be, but it's definitely where you want to be. Yeah, all you want to do is get into the dance, and you have a chance. That's right. Um, so one of the first things we're going to talk about here today is one of the reasons they've had a few more losses than we expected so far this year, and that's injuries. We're going to go through guys that are injured, what their prognosis is, maybe the impact they can have when they come back. Um, we aren't going to go through guys like Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, um, Ziggy Ansah, guys right. that are for sure out for the season. Yeah, guys that are on season-ending IR um, are not going to be talked about. Um, there's not really a point at this moment because they can't affect this season. That's right. So, Horace, who we got first? Okay, first up is the people's tight end, George Kittle. I know he told Shanahan he'd be back in two weeks, <laughs> but the doctor's prognosis on Kittle is that at best he could be back for their last regular season game. Yeah, I think his injury is scary. This the foot injury. We already saw what happened last year Mm -hmm. with Trent Taylor, now Debo Samuel this year. I know it's not exactly the same injury, but just when you talk about foot injuries, uh, it scares me. I watched The Last Dance. I I know about Michael Jordan's foot injury, and I don't know. Just foot injuries scare me in general. So Yeah, with Kittle, um, unless that Week 17 game is to make the playoffs, I wouldn't expect to see him again this year. I'm not expecting to see him again this I, I think they're going to be careful. They made a long-term investment with this guy, and they're definitely not going to ruin him over, you know, in the future you know, for the possibility of squeezing into the playoffs. Uh, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, Jordan Reed is healthy enough to play. Yes. Um, you know, that way we get some production. Dwelly played okay last week. Maybe we can get some production from those two guys at the tight end position. Um, by the way, all three guys... Trent Williams, or excuse me, all four guys, Trent Williams, Kendrick Moore, Devo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk are now back off the COVID-19 list and good to go. And Devo is another guy that was hurt, is projected to start next week. Yeah, I think that'll be big. I think inserting Devo Samuel back into this lineup could possibly be a change the 49ers need. And I'm curious how much of a difference he makes because we saw the impact he made when he came back, does the offense all of a sudden now, Horse, revert back to what we saw the two games that Debo was a big part of the offense? 
are now the is it going to get more creative? Is the offensive, um, you know, efficiency going to step up in a major way? What do you think? I sure hope so. Yeah, I think so. If he's fully ready to go, um, I think it's big though. We're talking about getting right now their top three receivers back in one swoop. They didn't have any of them last game, and two right. of them weren't even hurt. It was just the unfortunate, and then it turned out it was a false positive. So that really was unfortunate and lost maybe the best left tackle in the league. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that that really hurt. You can't go into a game with those kind of losses at those key positions and expect to produce at a high level on offense, which, in fe- you know, in turn affected the defense because they're on the field too much. It just everything kind of fits together. And it was it was just a bad situation. The COVID um, really hurt the 49ers and especially them playing on Thursday night. If they'd been playing on Sunday, they'd had everyone available. And if, I mean, I'm not saying they would have beat Green Bay, but it definitely would have been a uh, a difference. You know, a difference. Well, I mean, you lose those three guys the day before the game. Right. They already knew Debo wasn't playing, and then you can't even practice because his facility shut down. Yeah, exactly. So you're really in a tough situation right there. I mean, so we're looking at it. So the receiving core is going to be back intact. Trent Williams is going to be back at tackle. That's um, huge. Jordan Reed will be in game two, so his el- his snaps will elevate probably into the low twenties um, from thirteen last last game. So that'll help. Ross Dwelly improved. What about Raheem Mostert? Of course, is Raheem um, Mostert possibly going to be back? Raheem Mostert, from everything being read, Shanahan said that he is a possibility this week. Although they still have not lifted his IR practice return. So I'm, it's still pretty iffy there. I think we'll find out. We'll know for sure about that maybe Wednesday if he's yeah if he's even looking looking like he could play. If he doesn't practice Wednesday, he's not playing. I, I think if we get a, a Raheem Mostert back in the lineup to go with Debo Ayuk and Jordan Reed, uh, I think this this will be a prolific enough offense. The key that's kind of you know worrisome still. It's just, you know, who's pulling the trigger. But I think Kyle can come up with a better game plan, especially if he's not caught off guard on such a short notice. Of course, two else do we have um, in the injury okay. front? So next we have Jeff Wilson Jr., who was playing really well before he got injured. He should be out at least at least through the bye. His best prognosis is to play the first game coming out of the bye. Yeah, I think so. I think... You know, I, I think that's what's going to be interesting. I don't know how long Tevin's going to be out either. Yeah, they have not released yet. Yeah, I'm guessing um, Tevin's going to be out for a long while. So hopefully we get Wilson back for that the end of that stretch run. Maybe finally we can get the running back core close to full strength. But I think Mostert is the most important guy from the running mm-hmm. back group. Agreed. Yeah, so what else do we got? Do we got anyone um, else that we need to... We have Ben Garland... There's oh, no hard timeline on his return, which is a bad sign. So the, the question is, is it going to be Grasso or is it going to be Daniel Brunskill at center again? I think we'll probably see Brunskill at center with Tom Compton in at guard yeah. again. Um, that seemed to be a better matchup for the yeah. Niners. Um, Brunskill's more, Brunskill is quicker. He's more athletic. Obviously knows the offense better than Grasso. Yeah. And... I think there's a clear reason why Grasso was benched. He had a very poor game against the Seahawks. I I also think it's very evident and obvious that um, since Ben Garland's been out, the run game has kind of slowed down. Yeah. So we, um, we need to, we need something to happen there at center. And another set of bad news is 
D Ford, there's no prognosis on his return now, so I wouldn't be shocked if he missed the whole rest of the season. And if that's the case, we've probably seen the last of D Ford. Yeah, I've heard some I've heard some rumblings that possibly D Ford is is done and and for the season and uh, you know that's really that really stinks because he was the outside edge rusher that we really needed and hoped for and um, could have got you know a lot a lot to happen just that speed that he brings off the outside that we are severely lacking and oh man without Bosa Ford on the outsides the defensive line has changed in a huge yeah um to get the last bit of um unhappy news out it looks like Kwan Williams has another high ankle sprain and is going to be out four to six weeks so he's another guy I don't know if we'll see him again this year yeah my guess is we you know we probably won't see him I mean right horse I mean is that what you're thinking that this guy I mean we probably won't see him for a while yeah in a couple positive notes Weston Richburg and Ronald Blair are projected to be back within a, either the game or two games after the bye week. Getting Weston Richburg back would be huge if he's anywhere near 100% because yeah. he, our, that center position has been a problem. And I, Yeah, and I think he needs to come out there and prove something or this will be the end of his run with the 49ers, yeah. the amount of money that he makes. And then Ronald Blair... I mean, that's a guy they could really use on the defensive line. He's been a really solid player for them. It really, yeah, definitely. Ronald Blair would add some uh, major ability off the edge. I think he he could add a lot with Hyder, and then we need that replacement. You know, that's got more speed and ability off the edge, other than Deion Jordan. Kind of just, you know, we don't really have a lot out there besides, you know, the couple guys that Armstead and Hyder, basically the only guys doing it at a high level. Um, and last but not least, it looks like we should see Richard Sherman the first game out of the bye. Oh, that'll be nice. It'll be nice to have Sherman back out there. Then we can start to get to the questions of who's starting alongside of him. Is it Jason Verrett? Is it Emmanuel Mosley? Um, you know who I think already, but... Verrett? I definitely think it's Verrett. I would go with Verrett, but they're both good players. It's me, Batman. I'm just here to update you on what we found. Also, do you like the new interior of the Batmobile? I figured the light colors were a better accent uh, for for my outfits when I'm when I'm not wearing all black. Definitely, definitely just new interior. It's definitely not the Batmobile. It's 100% the Batmobile. That's besides the point. Anyway, we have completely located Alex's whereabouts. We're currently sitting in a parking lot. As I wait for nightfall, when Batman strikes best, he is located in a basement somewhere in Wisconsin. Some crazy <laughs> lunatic took him. Uh, we, we went through the, the the forest area. I found I found some footprints. Footprints led. I was in the middle of recording something. The footprints led. Cut cut that part out. Seriously, cut it out. Okay, here we go. We walked into the forest. I found some footprints. Don't put your seatbelt on when I'm recording. Stop it. Jesus, cut that part out too. My word. Anyway, was going through the forest and I found some footprints. And the footprints 
led right through the forest into a house. So it looks like someone was out there with his phone for some reason. I don't know. They're, they're doing stupid stuff. It's almost like they don't know that Batman's on the case. But I'm on it. We've located him in a basement. I heard him asking why Jordan Reed was playing. Apparently he didn't know. I, I don't know. But Jordan Reed did play last week. He's excited about that, obviously. Um, and, and tonight at nightfall, I will strike. And we will free him from the clutches of whoever this person is. And we will be bringing him home. Unless I run out of time. And then it'll be up to him to find his way home. Hopefully we know more soon. I'm Batman. Go 49ers. And, uh, yeah, obviously I don't know what Alex would pick. For uh, key matchups and things like that. But, you know. Go, go Niners. Hopefully he'll be able to get in touch with you soon. Um, I'm Batman. See so, Horst, let's get to the Jimmy G question. Yeah, if you're wondering why we didn't cover that injury. Yeah, this is this is big because, you know, the 49ers are now flirting with um, Josh Johnson, um, the possibility of bringing him in. So are the 49ers kind of declaring that maybe Jimmy G might be done? I know they haven't ruled out surgery for him yet john lynch said that's a possibility horse do you think we're going to see jimmy g again this year or is this the nick mullen show you know i don't know um it's really up in the air i definitely think this is the closest we've ever been to not expecting to see jimmy g again yeah um because the after the um seattle game kyle didn't really have a whole lot of nice things to say about garoppolo yeah in a heat somewhat heated press conference he did backtrack a little this week. He still maintained that Jimmy G is their quarterback that gives them the best opportunity to win, and he's just injured right now. His original prognosis was four to six weeks, so it would be three to five weeks now would be following that prognosis. Well, let's be perfectly clear. Jimmy Garoppolo is the 49ers' best option to win in 2020 i think so yeah i i don't think it's even close um just seeing what we saw from mullins and bethard this year it's jimmy g and then you know a long margin down um and i think that's why they're kind of talking about josh johnson because um they had worked him out once before you know he's a veteran that's been around got a little bit more athletic ability you know he can do what they you know what they want what they want him to do in replacements and scramble you know so they got that did Josh Johnson play for Shanahan in any other stop? I don't believe I wanna so. I want to say he played for them in Washington. That I don't know. Um, I just I always remember the ties Josh Johnson to Harbaugh. I mean, that's pretty much the... Yeah, he's played a long time. He's, he's been everywhere. You know, I mean, he really has. He's 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 a veteran. I mean, he's, he's got that going for him. He's not someone that's going to come in and light it up. But, you know. Um, but, Horace, that begs the question... Are the 49ers going to be looking for a new quarterback next year? You know, as a guy that's been a staunch Jimmy G supporter for the last few years, I it's a tough question for me, but this is how I feel about it. If, if, the, if the word is true and Shanahan has lost his trust in Garoppolo, then they do need to move on from it. They need to find another quarterback because clearly that marriage isn't working. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he went somewhere else and played extremely well. I still think Jimmy G's a quality NFL quarterback. But if it doesn't work, and Shana, if Shanahan feels he doesn't work in his system or that he can replace him, then okay. But the warning to all you fans out there that are 
screaming that they, Jimmy G's the reason they didn't win the Super Bowl or that Jimmy G's the problem. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It's easy to say that they could use a better quarterback than Garoppolo. It's not easier to find a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I, I think that there's an argument to be made that, you know, Jimmy was possibly the best option they had. Um, I do like the fact that it protected us from getting Cousins because I don't think Cousins would have been the answer. Um, but, you know, you start to have to wait because yeah, it's always great to say, oh, we'll get someone in the draft. But you don't know where you're going to be picking. You don't know who you could possibly pick up. And minus you getting one of those, you know, top five guys, which we don't know kind of who's going to, how it's going to shake out and who's going to be where, who's going to decide to go back to avoid going to the Jets. So we don't know who's going to be in the draft. Um, then you got to start looking at who's going to be available. And are those guys really exactly. good options above Jimmy Garoppolo? You know what I mean? We can talk a long time. You know, there's a lot of stories out there about, you know, possibly Aaron Rodgers or, you know, somebody like that. Um, the real question is, number one, that's going to financially, that's going to take, the 49ers are going to take a hit. Second of all, the Packers are going to take a monster hit in dead money if they get rid of Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure they're willing to do. Plus, what do you have to give up in draft capital? Everyone wants to draft a corner. Everyone wants to draft a left tackle. Everyone wants to draft a quarterback in the first round. That's what it's going to take to get Aaron Rodgers at least one first rounder. Do the 49ers really want to pay that toll? Yeah, this isn't your Madden franchise mode. Oh, man. First round picks are not easy to come by. Um, and that, like you said, that's what it would take to get a quality quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And the Niners clearly aren't going to pick in the top five of the draft. They're not going to get a shot at Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Right. And I would be pretty shocked if they were even in a position to get Trey Lance. So outside of those three, you're looking at, does Kyle Trask come in and make the Niners better? Does Mac Jones come in and make the Niners better? I can't think of his name. Zach Wilson from BYU. Do any of those guys come in and make the Niners better? I don't think so. I'm not saying those guys won't be good players, right? but I'm saying that they don't come in and immediately make the Niners better than Garoppolo. Well, I think the big argument, too, has been that Jimmy G, that the offense has been tailored to him to be successful, and that really it's not Kyle Shanahan implementing the full Kyle Shanahan offense that he wants to run, but that he's more kind of handcuffed by the abilities of Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you're to believe that there is somebody that can fully open this offense, it has to be probably Trevor Lawrence, maybe Trey Lance, and that's it. Um, other than that, in the draft, I don't see a guy that can open up Jimmy Gra or open up Kyle Shanahan's offense in full. And the only guys, and I'm going to say one guy, and everyone's going to go, "What the heck?" That I think can, that could open it up as far as that's in the NFL. You've got the Aaron Rodgers, of course, he could do anything that you want him to do in the NFL and in any system. And then the other guy is Jameis Winston. To me, Jameis Winston is a guy that I'm going to throw it out there. That guy has a cannon. That guy's a big time player. He's now spent a year, or he will have spent a year with Sean Payton and behind Drew Brees. Um, he's a guy that takes shots down the field. Every 49er fan yells and always tells me that 49ers need to take more shots down the field. This is a guy that does it. Um, he's the only 30-30 guy to ever play in the NFL, so he's got that going for him. I mean, he threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns last year. And the guy knows how to make plays in big-time games. He's more athletic than people think. Um, 
you know he he's he's not he's not a bad player. I think the, to think about. I think the pluses and negatives are pretty obvious with Jameis. He um more pluses than negatives. He's got a big arm. He makes big plays, like you said. Yeah. He doesn't always make the smartest throw. Um, he throws a lot of interceptions. That can be coached out of him, and I bet you he's a better player already from spending year or a year around Sean Payton. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Sean Payton doesn't want to let him go and wants to keep him around. Oh, definitely. I mean, if Drew Brees retires, that's probably his spot. That's probably his job. And for all you people that are super negative about Jameis Winston, did you watch the Buccaneers offense today? Or Sunday, because there's no excuse for that offense not to be humming. They definitely have the weapons. We got Godwin Brown and Mike Evans with Gronk, Cameron Bray. Yep, they Ronald got, Jones, they got Leonard Fournette. I mean Tom Brady, and yet they're still struggling. So it did make me feel better about the 49ers' last two performances. Maybe it was less Jameis and a lot Bruce Arians. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could be. I mean, the the 49ers might take a look at Jameis. I know it's probably an unpopular opinion. Um, I'm probably one of the, the biggest supporters of Jameis Winston. It's, uh, I've been watching him play. I'm a Florida State guy fan, so I've been watching them play. And I've seen him win big games and, and shine in big opportunities. Um, it's always been maturity with him. And if mm-hmm. he could ever mature and, and start and elevate his game, He's got a lot of talent, so he might be somebody, you know, I mean, just keep that in the back of your mind. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but maybe the 49ers do draft somebody. But in the short term, by moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, they could save some money by going that route. Who knows? And in Jameis' defense, he's pretty much largely avoided off the field issues since he left Florida State, which is one of his big things. No longer eat seafood. So um, another co- couple I can't names. Back that up, I'm gonna bring up um, two more names, kind of young guys, because if you didn't catch it, he's a Florida State fan. I'm a big USC fan. What about my guy that looks like Lego Batman's twin, Sam Darnold? A lot of people are bringing him yep. up. I'm not the biggest Sam Darnold fan, believe it or not, as a USC guy. I thought he was a bit overhyped coming out of college. But what's your opinion on the Niners going after him? I've watched a lot of Sam Darnold, you know, as well. You know, I watch a lot of USC. And I have to say that um, he doesn't impress me. He didn't impress me in college. He doesn't impress me now. He's another guy that I think Shanahan would have to design an offense around. He, he doesn't make good reads. He only sees half the field. He's not a guy that reads coverages well. He makes poor throws. Um, I mean, in my opinion, Jameis Winston is 20 times the quarterback of Sam Darnold. Uh, but Sam Darnold is athletic. Um, I think if he got into the right system with the right coach, he could have somewhat of a successful NFL career. But to the to the level that we want in San Francisco, I don't see it. My my biggest criticism of Darnold, and this is going back to SC, is he gets happy feet. Yeah. When he when he starts getting pressured, he gets happy feet bad and starts throwing the ball all over the yard. Look no further than his Sugar Bowl game against, uh, or excuse me, Fiesta Bowl game against Ohio State, that guy was throwing passes to guys that weren't even there. And Yeah, I think the best situation for Sam Darnold would be to go somewhere like Pittsburgh and sit behind Big Ben for a year or two. Calm down, Probably relax. just a year. 
you know, learn learn the offense, learn from somebody that has a similar um, trait, you know, size and arm strength as him. Somebody that could kind of show him the way um, because he's definitely not getting that with Adam Gase. Um, so he definitely needs to get out of there. Um, did you have another guy that yeah, you Yeah, the one other name I was going to, if we're talking about guys that are in the NFL and would probably be available to get your hands on, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, yeah. You know, when I saw him today, I kind of thought about that. Like, wow. Did he get in the game today? No, I just oh. saw him shaking hands after the game. Uh, <laughs> did he have his mask on? He, he did have his mask it's on. good to hear. Um, he's, he's making sure he's, he's, he's protecting everyone else. He, he's not so much himself, but everyone else. Because um, that's what it's about. It's about caring and sharing and all that good stuff. But Marcus Mariota is is an interesting guy. Um, to me, I don't. He's definitely got athletic ability. He's he showed so much coming out of college. Um, but he's once again he's one of those guys like Jameis that is underperformed in the NFL. You know they were kind of tied together. They've shown out. flashes. He would, they've shown flashes, and I think maybe he's a guy that's like Tannehill. You get him in a different situation with different coach, and he plays well. I don't know if we're gonna see it in Las Vegas. So. I'm, but I, I don't know how available he's going to be if they're going to lock onto him and just keep him there in case, you know, something happens um, down the road with Carr. So, I mean, yeah, he, he's he's definitely somebody to, to think about. But with me, he would be more, as you said, draft a guy to develop and grab him. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't grab him as my franchise's future. No, 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 definitely not. I don't see him as a, a franchise quarterback you know, kind of in the future. Um, so, Horace, what do you think about the moves, the roster moves that the 49ers made? The Niners, you know, decided to move on from uh, second-round pick Dante Pettis. Um, kind of, we kind of thought this was going to happen. And I think the surprise, the real surprise, was that Julian Taylor also was waived. Um, Pettis was was claimed by the New York Giants, uh, which is almost immediate because they were one of the first teams that could claim him. Apparently, five to six teams put in claims for Dante Pettis. Horst, you know, what do you think about this? Um, I wasn't... How do I say this? I wasn't shocked by Dante Pettis getting waived. Mm -hmm. I was pretty shocked by Julian Taylor because it's a guy they've seemed to have been really high on the last few years. I know he's been banged up, and there's old saying, can't make the club in the tub. And I think that's pretty much what befell him, is injuries. Um, then you got guys like Kevin Givens um, and uh, Contavious Street are healthy and are right. playing solidly. So they weren't going to be able to activate him and put him on the roster. So they released him. Pettis, I just... I'm not shocked. He seems to have been in Kyle's doghouse for a couple of years now. but And then especially after that fumble against Seattle, I think a lot of people were making jokes and comments about that's the last time you'll see him. It was. It just It's too bad because that guy is very gifted. I, he was drafted at the top of the second round for a reason. He, run, he runs great routes. He's athletic. He's tall. He's big. He has a big catch radius. I, I'm not sure what went wrong. I, I'm really not. Yeah, you know, the guy has some wiggle. He has some shake, too. Once he catches the ball, he's sort of dangerous um, with the ball in his hands. His rookie year, I mean, he, he looked fantastic. In that last, like, five or six games. Yeah, I think, I think what you have with Dante Pettis is a guy 
that needs a different um, scenery. He needs a change of scenery to flourish. Um, I, I, I will root for Dante Pettis because yeah. I actually like this guy, and I think that he, in a different setting, can be uh, successful. And you know what? It, I almost hate to say it, but I think the 49ers could end up regretting this one. Um, the New York Giants picked him up. He's going to get an opportunity to play. It looks like they were having some problems with Golden Tate, so they're going to be looking for somebody to step up. He has zero expectations. There are no expectations for Dante Pettis. He has no pressure. He had the weight of the world on him here because he was being forced you know, to live up to a certain level. And I think as a rookie, he didn't have that pressure. And so he succeeded at a high level. And I think that the pressure just became so much they expected him to be um, wide receiver one. And I think where he can go and, and, and Ingram's kind of the man there. And he can kind of just fit in and, and 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 be a good player. I think he'll be okay. And I hope he does. Yeah, I, I would not be shocked if that guy ended up having a 10 to 12 year solid NFL career. He's super gifted. I am really kind of... Uh, disappointed about Julian Taylor. Yeah. Um, I had high hopes, especially just the way that, you know, they talked about him, the way he played last year. Um, the only thing I can think is that he wasn't going to be able to come back this year. And so they had to go ahead and make the decision that they made. But yeah, I'm disappointed. I wanted to see him and Ronald Blair come in and kind of give us that, that push that we needed. Cause those two guys, I think would have been big time on the inside and he would have gave um, some big time minutes. I, I mean, probably they didn't want to lose Kevin Givens, you know, and didn't want to have to make that or street, make that decision. So it was easier just to move on from Taylor. But man, I, I really like that guy. I was a, a big fan. Yeah, I think he's another guy that I wouldn't be shocked to be latched on somewhere else and had a good career. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? I hope he does. I hope he's successful. Oh, yeah. Hopeful and, for both guys. Yeah. So, Horse, now that um, we're talking about kind of, we talked about Jimmy and the possibility of next year. Another guy that we need to talk about, um, because he kind of had a couple of bad weeks. And so everyone kind of got on the, oh, I don't know if we should pay him. Should the 49ers re-sign Trent Williams in the offseason? And how much is he worth? Right now, people are talking about that on the open market, Trent's looking like a two to three years at $20 million a year type money. Yeah. You know, and since that Miami game, he hasn't given up one pressure. He's graded out as the highest left tackle in the league via pro football focus. Trent is... For a guy that went a whole year without playing football, I don't think it was that surprising that he struggled a little bit at first. And no preseason games. Yeah. I think after about three games, he really came on. Um, he's playing really well. And to be honest, that's the price you pay for a top-end left tackle in this league. That's the decision they're going to have to make is are we hitting a rebuild and don't need a top-end left tackle that might only have two years left? Or are we still in a Super Bowl window and we do need that? Because if we're still in a Super Bowl window, you do need to find a way to re-sign Trent Williams. I think the way they're building the team, they're building it so they're always in a Super Bowl window. Or at least they want to feel that they're always in a Super Bowl window. Um, and I think that, you know, possibly, you know, Trent Williams is somebody that they probably need to keep around. Um, he's a big-time player. Uh, they're, they're gonna, they freed up some money. You know, with the kind of the moves that they've made, they they moved Quan Alexander 
Um, they're going to make a move with Weston Richburg. He'll probably be gone next year, and that'll free up some, some cap space. D4 more than likely will be gone. Now, the big question is, they also got Fred Warner that they have to sign. Obviously, they don't want him to go into the last and year's contract. And I believe contract. Juszczyk, too. They have Juszczyk, who's going to be a free agent. They also have, they're going to probably pick up the option on McGlinchey, but they're going to have to pay McGlinchey. But they're going to pay him right tackle money, not left tackle money. So these are things that they have to figure out. Um, they don't really have a ton of money besides Armstead left on the D-line once um, you know D Ford is gone. So... I mean, there's probably money there. Jaquiski Tart comes off the board. I'm guessing they're going to... I don't think they're going to re-sign him. They'll do something there. Richard Sherman comes off. I don't know what they're going to do there. They obviously need to... I think they have some sort of a plan. I don't know if it's Richard Sherman's in the future. Um, so they're going to have some moves that they're going to need to make. They're going to have the money. I think Trent Williams is worth the money um, because I can't... I don't know if we can get a guy, a left tackle in the draft... Um, where we're picking, you know, that's a top-level guy. Christian Wurst was not that guy, anyone that thinks he was. Um, he's not. Um, he wasn't going to be the left tackle of the future. He's 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 a good player, but he's probably a right tackle in the NFL. And as we've seen, Mike McGlinchey is probably not the left tackle of the future. So the 49ers need to, when you have a guy, lock on to him. The question is going to be, will Trent Williams want to stay? I hope I hope he does, but Trent Williams wants to win. So the 49ers have to prove over the, you know, the rest of the season and, and moving forward that they're a team that he wants to play for and that they can win. But throughout his career, speaking on that, Williams has been a, known as a guy that won't hesitate to tell you what's on his mind. And he's had nothing negative, all positive to say about the organization. Yeah, so. he definitely has. But I just, I, I mean, just some of the things that kind of got out, you know, some of the things he's vented a little bit to the media, you know, talking about Jimmy, you know, turning over that ball and, you know, that it's hard to overcome those type of in, or those kinds of turnovers are things you didn't see from the team before. Um, the team never showed cracks. It was always a stone wall of support for Jimmy Garoppolo. And then all of a sudden, Trent Williams did that. Um, Brandon Ayuk showed major frustration on the field and Kyle Shanahan kind of let it out of the bag. That was the first time. So... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of reading that. It's like maybe he's getting a little frustrated. I know a lot of guys are frustrated with Quan Alexander being traded. So it, I'm just kind of reading into that and just saying, you know what? He, we're gonna have to convince him that we're still a big time team, you know, in 2021. But to answer the question, yes, Trent Williams is worth that money. I think so too. I think, I think, anytime you get a chance to have an All-Pro caliber left tackle. You make sure you keep him, especially because financially you can sign him to, you know, a three or four year deal. You don't have to sign him to a long extended um, contract and that can give you some flexibility. And we have, you know, guys that can make it happen because once again, contracts are going to come up again. You're going to in the future have the Nick Bosa contract come up and you're going to kind of need to be freeing up cap space when that comes because that's a guy you have to keep. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of questions in the future. Hopefully the 49ers can still, you know, make some big-time plays and, and win some games this season, get into the playoffs. We don't know if there'll be seven teams in the playoffs, eight teams in the playoffs. NFL is discussing eight. There's so I sort think of, that's super weird that they might change it after the season It's started. all about COVID. If some games start getting shut down because of the COVID, then they're going to go to eight. They probably should have went to eight already. 
um, kind of like they did in some of the strike-shortened seasons. It made sense that way. If games got canceled and stuff, it wasn't a big, a big worry. Plus, I mean, I, I just kind of, I kind of like it, especially in competitive. You know, I mean, if I had my way, I would just have the top eight records or top seven records. None of this NFC East gets in just because they won their division. All right, Horst. I think we went through all of our topics. Um, on Friday, we were going to drop the pre uh, the preview to the 49ers versus New Orleans Saints game. Make sure you guys check it out. 5:30 Pacific. We're going to give you the key matchups. What the 49ers need to do to win the game what things we're seeing, um, how the 49ers can get back on track, and a, a big clutch win over the New Orleans Saints to get the 49ers right mm-hmm. back in the, the nick of the playoff hunt. Um, what do you think, Horst? I agree. It's a big-time game. Big time game. I know we've said it a few times this year, but when you have a middling record like this, yeah. games get big. If, if they can win this game, they are right back in the thick of the hunt. And Definitely. we are going to be here Wednesday. Or excuse me, Friday to tell you how that's gonna be done. Yep, most definitely. Did you remember see another guy? What happened to that guy? Hmm. Interesting. Really, guy? Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. You'll get notified anytime we post a video. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where this guy is. Um, I mean, for, Alex is still lost in Wisconsin. For weeks he wouldn't be quiet. Now we don't hear anything. Yeah, I, I mean, so if we get some sort of an update, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll get something from him. Maybe Batman will find him. Possibly. Who knows? Should we see if his parents know he's missing? We could. Yeah. Well, what, what if, what if they don't want to find him? Well, anyways, guys, that's all we got for today. We'll catch you on Friday. You know what time it is, horse. Chalk another one up.